Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Great. I, I, I feel like this is a really cool episode. It's one that has been <clears throat> coming up a lot for me over the past several months. And finally, we are able to do it. And cool thing is, uh, and this is about trapped souls, souls that when the body dies, do not cross in the heaven are in are and are in this limbo. And uh, they need help. And that's what that's where we can come in and, and really help that. So that is our topic today. We'll start out about uh, and discuss trap souls and how it happens. And there are a number of different ways. And to be honest with you, these are only a few. There could be an endless number of ways in which a soul could get trapped. I will discuss a couple that I'm aware of and we'll go from there. Uh, first is a strong attachment or an unwillingness to let go when the uh, body dies, uh, when the physical dies and the the soul is getting ready to cross over. There's an unwillingness there to let go of of all the physical stuff here in this world. Like it could be an attachment to a home, a car, whatever, money, whatever. Another is uh, an act, an attachment to an activity that was not completed. So say, for instance, you had a relationship with an individual and that individual went off, maybe vacation could be war, whatever, and you never saw them again. And you waited and waited and waited for them to come back and it never happened. And when your physical body dies, the soul continues to wait. Um, Another one, though, is this is a very interesting one. And this is a little bit more heavy. But another way in which it could happen that I'm aware of is at the time of death, there is a an extreme amount of sadness that could be maybe suicide that could be um that could be uh a, like a a death that was um committed by someone else yeah murder you know um heavy topics and i apologize about that but um it could be a death that was not necessarily intended to go at that time and yet it happened now there are no accidents in my opinion so everything that is that happens is kind of meant to happen but it almost seems like our free will is extended for a period of time past the point of the physical death so we still have that that moment in time where we do have free free will and that will allow for this to take place. Now, that being said, I would say most souls cross over. They go into heaven, they move over pretty smoothly. There are these situations, though, where it doesn't happen, and the soul's trapped, and they need help. And we can play a major role in that, um, in that situation where we can help coax the spirit over and now i will tell you i come at this i come 
to or what I bring to this topic is a lot of experience. First, I've been ghost hunting since I was 12 years old and have encountered many, many situations. Over the past 11, 12 years, though, I have been helping souls cross over, move on. And so I just want to give you a quick background. And 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 I just came off a case about two weeks ago where I helped another one cross over, and that was pretty amazing. And I will share some of these experiences that I've had and let you guys know um, how it all transpired, and we'll get into all that. So when a soul is trapped, you may experience that in different ways. First, you might have a soul that, um, let me think, uh, is in your house. You might have a trapped soul in your house. And you can pick up a trapped soul from anywhere. I'll give you a for instance. I was ghost hunting one time and a soul that was trapped latched on to me during the ghost hunt, followed me back home. That's one way you can bring a spirit back. And I will tell you immediately that soul began to make itself aware. However, a year prior to that, I was ghost hunting, picked up another soul who latched on. And now this is before I started all this work. This was years and years ago. And that soul was very, was much more subtle in what the, the one was a little girl. The, the, the one that I picked up um, first was a little girl and she was very subtle. The guy that I picked up about a year after the little girl was much more, much more strong in his attempts to let me know he was there. He talked to me. He moved things at night. I mean, it was immediate, too. I got home after the ghost hunt and and he was talking to me audibly. I could hear him in my ear telling me, letting me know he was there, saying my name, moving baby monitors. Uh, the little girl was much more subtle. She was present and we could hear her at times. We could see things moving in our room, but it wasn't the the. The presence wasn't the energy that they carried with them was much different. So um, and the reason that I tell you that is because you guys may all experience spirits in your home differently. And I will also tell you this. A trap soul is much different than a soul that is crossed over and is coming back to communicate with us. Both can can both can do uh, similar things. But how you know, how you can almost distinguish the differences, one never leaves. They're always there. And I'll give you a for instance here. My grandmother comes back a lot to talk to me. I know she's crossed over, but she will touch me. She has touched me at night um, to let me know she was there. Whereas a um, trap soul they're although they're different in the energies that they carry they um will some can be more aggressive than others so it's it it what i will say there is that 
it's difficult at times. You almost have to know the spirit. If you don't know the spirit, like your grandmother, my grandmother, she'll she will let me know that it's her. Whereas a trap soul, you almost don't know who they are, or if they do let you know who they are, they've probably been there for a while, and they're letting you know that they are happy or unhappy with their situation. It's it's almost like an intuitive thing where you have to feel, you almost know intuitively that it's a soul that is not necessarily coming back to help you because a soul that is crossed over is coming back to help. They're coming back to learn and help you grow. A trap soul could care less about all that stuff and is there for its own true intentions. And those intentions are different depending on the soul. I have had souls that really just want to sit there and be around the people. I have other souls that I've worked with and helped cross over that were very aggressive and wanted to bring harm and low vibration to the people, to the family that was living there. And you have others like the little girl that I told originally who kind of want to let you know they're there, but aren't there to disrupt your life. They just like, like the one guy just want to be there. And I have experiences with, with all of them. So I, and I'm going to share some of those. Um, but before I move on to some of those experiences that I have and want to share with you, I do want to let you know there are on the heavier end on a situation where there's a lot of low vibration, a lot of negativity. That's where a death that is occurring that could be a lot of fear, a lot of sadness, you know, like a murder. Uh, maybe like a strong um some type of accident you know uh where not necessarily an accident i was thinking a, a car accident but i apologize that's probably not a good example but one where there's like there's a lot of suicide or a murder now not all suicides get trapped here not all murders get trapped here in fact a lot of them move on however there are these cases where it doesn't happen and they do get trapped here. Now, in situations, now here's another one. When there is a lot of sadness or uh, low vibration um, in a murder situation, a suicide situation, and there is a, and, and, and here, when I say a low vibrational entity, I mean the guy downstairs, that guy. And I don't like saying the name. If there is a, a facet of that guy, like, uh, like a demon um, that is around or uh, shadowy figures that are around during an experience that is very, very heavy, like a murder or a suicide. These entities could attempt to trap or dissuade lie to a soul to try to get them to stay here. They will try to lead them away from the light. And I know this from multiple near-death experiences um, that have indicated uh, the heaviness and what was happening as a result of the death experience. So I'm going to give you one experience. There was a kid trying to commit suicide and 
ultimately did technically, and he had a near-death experience. He said while he was having his near-death experience that he was he was taken to this desert, deserty mountain area that was filled with caves. And there were all these people walking around with their eyes open, but could not talk or did not want to talk out of fear. He said there was this entity in a cave, this monster in a cave. And if he heard you talk, he would come out of the cave, snatch you up, never to be seen again. This is his near-death experience during a suicide. And he said that all these people were walking around. And if you closed your eyes, you, in this location, you felt all this sadness that was amplified. Like picture all the sadness that you could possibly feel and then amplify that infinite. Lee. He said that's what you would feel when you closed your eyes. Therefore, nobody closed their eyes in this location. And if you spoke, this entity would come and snatch your soul and you were lost forever. Most likely, you know, down to the downstairs area. So all these people were in this like limbo area, walking around with eyes open and not speaking. He said, however, one guy or not guy, but he said one voice came over him that was not his own and said to him, call to God. Maybe he will save you. He doesn't know where it came from. And he said at that very moment, he did. He called to God and literally immediately was taken out of this location and saved by God. Um, And that's just one near-death experience that I have been reading over the past uh, probably year now. So I've been doing a lot of research on near-death experiences. And then obviously my own experiences to really help you guys understand what happens in these situations. And so this kid did call to God and um, he shot himself, this kid. And when he was brought up in the heaven, God told him, yo, you have to go back now. And he did. He was sent back and he and he changed his ways. Amazing story, but so much to be learned there from how low vibration works to get you to fear so that you do not um, call out to heaven or... They use fear to dis- to get you to believe that if you're not strong enough, then you cannot go into heaven. Maybe you're not worthy. They get you to believe these things, but but there's so much, so many lessons to be learned here. For instance, many of you I know sometimes struggle with feeling that worthiness. Like God would never talk to me. Why would He talk to me? I'm not worthy. Or I'm not worthy for heaven because maybe I did so much wrong. That is 100% not true. You are all worthy. You are all capable of going into heaven. It is a matter of you simply developing that relationship with heaven, with God, with Jesus, with whatever it is you believe in, with Allah, with Buddha, with anyone. 
from the heavenly realm. Um, start that relationship. Now, another one, another story, again, a near-death experience. Now, the first one was a suicide. The next one was a very, very heavy situation of sadness where a gentleman was in a hospital in another country, a third world country, and he was in a lot of pain, ton of pain, and couldn't they the hospital that he was in kept telling him, oh, we're trying to find a doctor, but yeah, we can't find it. And there was really no urgency. It was just like, mm, whatever. And he was in this hospital for a day in excruciating pain where they weren't giving him any help. They weren't helping him much with painkillers. They weren't helping with trying to ease his discomfort. It was just a a nonchalant thing. And they're like, yeah, we're finding a, we're, we're trying to find a doctor and maybe we will, maybe we won't. All of a sudden he said after a day, like 24 hours or close to 24 hours in this hospital going through this pain, he said he started these two beings walked into the room. And as they walked into the room, Sorry, rich there. As they walked into the room, they started to talk about him and they started to be very rude in front of him. Now, he didn't realize at the time that he actually passed away. And what he said was, I didn't know it because I was in so much pain. It just started to happen. But technically, in the physical world, his body died. And. As that happened, these two beings walked in, started to be very mean, and started to talk to him very rudely. But they said to him, come follow us. And as it was happening, as they said that, he, in his own mind, he was still consciously aware of the whole situation that was going on in the hospital bed. And he's he's being led away from the hospital room by these two beings, and he keeps following them but he said at this moment that there were no walls he didn't he it didn't it wasn't recognized as a hospital that he was walking through he said it was just like there was there was um just darkness you know that it, that that it was around but he was so focused on they're going to help me I'm going to follow them but what he said happened was they just continued to be rude to him and they started to to degrade him, call him names. And eventually he got to the point where he was like, you know what? I don't want to follow you anymore. He said he didn't necessarily feel the pain at this moment, but he did not like what was what was going on. He didn't he didn't feel like these doctors or what he perceived as being doctors were actually in it for his greatest good. So as he was walking, he decided, you know what? I'm going to turn around. And they then turned around and said, no, you will follow us. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then all of a sudden they jumped on him. These two entities jumped on him to physically attack his soul. And he started to fight back. So he's punching and kicking and they're punching and kicking and they're trying to hold on to him. And he's trying to fight back to get back to the room because he didn't want to follow them. And all of a sudden he started to hear a voice call out to him, very similar to the cave story. A voice called out to him and said, pray. 
And he said he was an atheist. And he's like, I don't believe in that. Why would I do that? And the, uh, you know, there, he's still tussling with these two entities. Uh, and he said the voice came again, pray to God. And he's like, all right. But, you know, I was he, he said he was born and raised Catholic as a kid. But as he became an adult, really got away from that and didn't believe in anything anymore. So he, at this moment, was like, okay, how do I pray? And he's, like, struggling in his mind, like, to remember a particular prayer that he could say at that very moment. And this, the voice came up again and said, pray to God. And he was, like, it was, at this point, it was kind of, like, getting real assertive. And he said, at that very moment, he remembered the Lord's prayer. And he said it, and immediately he was taken into heaven. Once he started to recite the Lord's prayer, he was taken in the heaven. But what I will tell you from this story is that there is no right or wrong way to pray. You simply talk to God in whatever way, shape or form you feel is positive and uplifting. And you do that. And that's prayer. You don't have to recite a particular set of words or in a particular way. In order for it to be prayer, you simply call to God. And just like the cave story, he didn't use any particular, he just called to God, God help me. And God helped him. So this gentleman was then led into heaven by God, saved. And a remarkable story, though, of what could happen in these situations that are very, very heavy. And when free will choices are made to call to God, in spite of a feeling of pain or suffering or attachment that this gentleman that was in this hospital, his daughter was with him. And in spite of that, still called to God for help and was brought in the heaven God ultimately said to him, you have to go back. You're not done yet. And his entire life changed. But these are two near-death experiences that have direct um, direct interaction with down there. And But amazing stories of really how easy it is to avoid going down there. God and heaven will save everyone if you simply call out and it doesn't have to be in any specific manner. However, we're talking about trap souls today and trap souls did not do that. They held on to the attachments. They held on to their activity or they were led astray and maybe. So this is where it gets interesting, too. Because in a trap soul, if a trap soul did not fend off a low vibrational entity like down there, those entities could keep it maybe not in 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 down there, but could keep it here and attach to it and thus use it, use that trap soul now, use that energy to grow itself. 
So think about it as a, and, 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 and I've worked with these entities as well. I've, I've helped spirits that were trapped who had attachments from entities down there that were being used to amplify the low vibrational energy within a location. And those are some of the toughest cases I have ever had to deal with. And I have one um, that I could, that I could share with you. Um, but it's so in these situations, the trap soul has an attachment of a low vibrational entity from down there that begins to use it and begins to do very not good things in the area in which it is. Primarily, you see that in homes. And then what they do, though, is once they are attached to this soul, they will try to grow themselves and then try to attach to people. Once they attach to people, there is, and I don't want to get too deep into that because we're talking about the trap soul, but there is a, what do you call, um, there is a process that they use to try to get into the people. And you'll see that like the, the end result, once they try to get into the people is an exorcist, you know, where the exorcist, exorcist has to come in and try to expel that, that low vibrational entity from within the physical. And um, yeah, that that's those situations are obviously not good and very heavy, but that's not what we're referring to today. I'm just telling you the process that happens in some of those situations where the low vibrational entity will attach to a trapped soul. That trapped soul is then incorporated into the low vibrationals energy, and then and then they will use that to try to get into the physical being of a person. So. But we're talking about the trap soul. And what I will tell you is you, a trap soul, before they get into the physical being person, you can help them. Even if they have the low vibrational entity that is attached to them, you can help them still cross over. What I will tell you, though, is those cases are not easy and there's a lot to them, but you can help them. And I encourage us all to do that. Um I have channeled before that angels are are one of their um one of their purposes is to actually help in these situations. However, I always call Archangel Michael and Jesus to help in those situations always. In any in any trap soul situation i always call archangel michael and jesus and there are situations where i will also call in angels but i will always definitely call in archangel michael and jesus so i'll share some experiences uh with you so like what are they on earth when they are in your home or you ex I, I will tell you I ran across a trap soul walking by a cemetery one night. Obviously, I'm a medium, so I, I can tell the difference between energies, what's mine, what isn't mine. And I was walking. I had dinner with my brother and his friend, and we were walking down the street and felt as we were walking past the, the cemetery, felt this entity 
latch onto me. I could feel it in my throat. And she started to talk to me. And she actually spent a lot of time with me, like a few weeks, maybe even a month uh, talking to me and like learning from me. It was really an interesting experience. But my point there is that you can you can come across a trap soul anywhere. There was one, the little girl that I picked up and the guy that I picked up, they were both um, picked up uh, while ghost hunting outside. It was just in a rant, just in a random spot and picked both of them up. I got rid of both or all of them now. Um, but yeah, they were all very, very interesting experiences. So, okay. One experience that I had where I helped a soul, actually a couple, I was channeling for the couple at their house. And when I did it, um, they asked me, now this i wasn't even aware that they their house was haunted and after i channeled they asked me if i could come upstairs into their attic and i did their attic is is much different than most attics it was it had like a uh a set of stairs that you could literally make this attic into a room and they used it as a room although it was an attic they used it as um more like a hangout room so they would just go up there at night and just hang out the two of them and when i went up there immediately i sensed the presence that was there and it just over it was so interesting how all of it happened now this trap soul started to talk to me and he would tell me that he was in the house and he liked being there but he said, so it was a couple, a husband and wife with a daughter. And he actually said to me that there was a, another soul that crossed over who prevented him from doing almost like held him in check. So, so at night when this trap soul wanted to do stuff, maybe to the couple or to the daughter, um, like just to let them know, let them know that he was there. This soul, this other soul that was trapped over tra already crossed over would come down and prevent him from doing a lot. And that's specifically what he said. Um, yeah, he's not letting me, this other soul is not letting me do a lot. So, um, but, as soon as he was done talking and let me know some of the stuff that he was doing to the couple, um, <clears throat> immediately I called in Archangel Michael and Jesus and so crazy, but it started, I was almost like a radio where the three of them were talking and all of it was coming through me. Now, this is where it gets very, very interesting. This is how powerful your guys thoughts are. And we say it all the time your thoughts your speech your actions all carry amazing energy and it can you like the more that we understand the power of all three thoughts feelings um speech and action the more you guys will understand how truly powerful you are as as all this talking is coming between me, between Archangel Michael Jesus and this trapped soul, 
Archangel Michael comes through and he says, he says to the husband, your thoughts, the husband's name's Michael as well. <laughs> and he goes, Michael, your thoughts are not helping this situation. Please stop. Now, obviously, I don't know what they're thinking. And he says to the wife, your thoughts are helping. Please continue to think what you are thinking. Now, <clears throat> we're they're going back and forth, back and forth, talking, talking, and Archangel Michael and Jesus are trying to coax this trapped soul to come over. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I find to be so, like, why trapped souls are important to have them cross over. And it is this very situation. Archangel Michael said, and Jesus said to this trapped soul, allow this soul to cross over and resume its awakening or growing um, uh, life. I forget exactly what term they used, but basically what they were saying is a trapped soul cannot ascend if it's trapped, which obviously makes sense. But prior to this experience, I never really thought about that. It can no longer incarnate. And it can no longer ascend, which is really the purpose of a soul. It wants to ascend <clears throat> innately. That's why it's designed. That's why it's here. It wants to ascend. But being that it's trapped, it can't do that. It cannot fulfill that. <clears throat> and I thought that was just such an amazing experience. Now, long story, well, not long story short, but it did ultimately cross over. And to this day, that family, that couple has never had another incident with this trapped soul. It did cross over and there was a lot of peace that was brought to both of them. And I say peace because this spirit wasn't, it wasn't trying to hurt anybody. It wasn't, it just wanted them to know that it was there. Now, another interesting thing in this experience, this situation was that <clears throat> the trapped soul kept saying Initially, I like it here. I like this house. I like these people. I want to be around them. That fascinated me in how these trapped souls don't cross over because they are so attached to different aspects of this world. Now, I don't know what this particular soul was held holding on to that, that kept it in this realm, but he really liked where he was, and it took him a little bit of time. I mean, a little bit of time, I'd say a few minutes to get him to go over, but he did. I seriously just felt something touch me, touch my ankle, my foot, like something literally just, wow, that was interesting. Anyway, so, um, yes, I don't know what kept this guy here, but I know it was a male a male figure and I know he was trapped and I know he left, but at the end of it, I said to uh, Michael, the physical, the, the, fa the father and his wife, wh why did Archangel Michael talk about what you guys were thinking? Like what was going on there? Mike, what were you thinking? And he told me, he said, I didn't believe anything that was happening. And, and I, now I did not know this because I literally just came from channeling for him. So I thought he was a true believer in all of this. He's like, no, I did not believe anything that was going on. So I asked the wife, well, what were you believing that they said was so 
helpful. And she goes, I was so grateful that you were doing this. And it blew my mind right there that Archangel Michael was literally reading their vibration, their thoughts. And he's Mike said after he after that happened, he switched his thought. He stopped thinking that. And that allowed the spirit to move over, to cross over, because originally he was holding on to that thought of disbelief, which most likely is what happened when that guy originally passed away. He didn't believe and held on to this realm too much and didn't cross over. It was just an amazing situation, amazing case. Um, I have another one where I literally just just completed it. Uh, a kid and a family, primarily the mother and the child, it were being affected greatly by a trapped soul. Now, this case took me a couple weeks. This was not minutes in, and it was a lot of work. And when I say a lot of work, I mean a lot of light work, a lot of, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of light work. But the, the entity, and there were multiple in this house, were affecting the, um, they were affecting the family. And like I said, primarily the, uh, the child and mother. When, Initially, I didn't go to the house, but I did go to um, I did do a lot of remote work and the spirit was uh, very aggressive, very low vibrational. He would move things. He would touch the kid. He would affect the kid's mood. He would um, like they they wouldn't even go into their basement. Uh, because of how aggressive this spirit was. And now when I do my work, I'll tell you this. When I do my work, those spirits, even remotely, even before I go to the house or um, I don't even have to interact with the people. But when I start it, um, the spirits that are there know that I'm there remotely. They know I'm doing my work and they don't like it. And typically what they do is they will come to me. And I will be honest with you, and I'm not saying this, I, I'm not like tooting my own horn or anything, but I keep my, I try to keep my vibrations pretty high. However, because they know that, what they will do to get to me, because they don't want this work, some of them, uh, obviously they're trapped here for a reason. And typically it was because they didn't want to move over. They didn't want to cross over initially for whatever reason. This uh, typically what they'll do is because they know they it's harder to touch me. They will go to my wife and they will start to do things to her. And so I'll let her know. I'll give her the heads up. Hey, I have this work I need to do. We got to make sure we're good. We have to make sure our vibrations are high enough that when this does happen, we don't go down with it because it's going to try to poke us. And I tell you guys all the time, they try to pinprick you. And if you don't, if you're not aware or if you're not, um, 
if, if you allow those pinpricks to be expanded by feeding it more, you're not doing yourself any favors. So this family calls me, they have an entity that is very aggressive, very heavy, is really affecting the family in many different ways, like to the point where they won't even go into their basement. And when they're upstairs, the, the child, he is, he is getting um, attacked. Um, but they didn't know what to do. So anyway, I start doing my work and this entity comes to me. Obviously doesn't, he struggles to get with to me. So he goes to my wife and he starts messing with her. So in these situations, I have to do light work now on me and my family. So it's, it's not easy. It takes a lot out of you, but you do it. You, you know, you do it because that is for the greater good. And, and when I tell you the end of the story, you'll see. So I'm doing my work. I'm doing it for about a week straight and the family is not really getting any peace. Um, in fact, all, ever all the, now they were having instances, occurrences every single day to the point where they were seeing, they were seeing this, this one soul had other souls that it was latching onto and keeping there. For instance, and I'll get, I'll tell you, there was, uh, the father was seeing a little girl every day. He would see a little girl in the living room sitting there. Now, typically in those situations, what, what happens is that entity will latch on to will grab another entity that is in the area and it'll latch on to that to grow stronger. Now, I don't think there was a lower, there was an entity from downstairs there. I do not think when I say downstairs, I mean the big D word. Uh, there was not an entity from there. These were all trapped souls that were uh, getting uh, stuck, stuck here. And then this one was bringing them, bringing others in to grow himself in strength. So after a week straight of light work, and I mean a ton of activity even started to happen at my house. And this this was just a couple of weeks ago. So that that all started to happen at my house, started to happen at their or was already happening and not going away, just intensifying in both locations now. So I tell the, the family, OK, I need to go to your house and do the work there. So I go there and I spend about an hour and a half of doing light work calling in Archangel Michael Jesus, doing my, I develop my own um, light work activities that seem that are very effective with uh, helping these spirits cross over, cross over. So I spent about an hour and a half doing my work. And when I'm done, I leave. And the family comes back to me and says, nope, we're still having, a, for the next like two nights, they're, they're still having activity. But on the third night, so when, when, I, when I left, I stopped doing my work for like two days, and there was still activity happening in the house. And what I did next was um, basically just really allowed the light work to 
run its course to do its work. I should say not run it. Yeah. Run its course, do its work. So I left it alone for two days and then the family was still saying, yeah, we're still having issues. So I went back and I did it again. I did it one more night. The next morning I was, I channel for myself every morning. So uh, let me see. I went there on Saturday on Sunday and Monday. I'm sorry. On Saturday night i didn't do anything on monday uh, sunday i didn't do anything and on monday um i did do it and then on tuesday i got a message from the spirit which was i was channeling for myself every morning not even thinking about this situation and the that soul and i know it was that soul because when he was messing with my family he started to give my wife information about himself telling her a lot of like he she saw my wife saw a lot of what he was like in human form and when <clears throat> when he came to me she also gave gave him um gave her his name now the very this is so crazy he gave my wife his name and when we went to the house um he gave my wife his name the week prior when I was that week that I was doing all the information or doing all the work. When we were at the house, my wife came with me and I asked her, did you ever get a name? Like, do you know anything about this guy? And she said, yeah, his name is this. And it was, I forget the name that she gave me, but it was very similar to the name that my wife got. So I knew we were on to something because they were so close. I mean, it was literally a, like a letter off. I think she got Willie and my wife got Wally. So it was really close. I knew we were on to something here. And but on Tuesday, Wally came in and said, this is Wally. And he said, I think I'm ready to cross over now. This was mind blowing to me. And. He said, but what I would like is I need your help. Would you mind helping me again? Now, as I said, I stopped doing the work minus this, uh, the night prior, Monday night, I did a little bit of work, but Wally came in and said, it's Wally. I think I'm ready to cross over. Would you mind doing the work? Would you do your light work for me? Obviously I said, yes, immediately. I jumped on it that second. So this is all before work too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up channeling for myself, getting ready for my day. And while he's asking me to do light work for him so he can cross over. And I did at that very second. And that was it. I did it for about 15 minutes and let it go. Went the rest of my day and didn't hear anything. The next morning <clears throat> I wake up, get ready for work. And I do my channel again for myself. Again, not even thinking of Wally. I was just getting my own information. And the most amazing thing happened. Wally comes in from heaven. Oh, my gosh, guys. When I tell you the message that he gave me was so profound, and I'm going to share it with you guys now. I'm going to share you share with you the, um, the most important aspects of it. So Wally comes in crossed over now in heaven and he came in and he was just thanking me for all the work that 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 i did 
and the love that I brought to the whole situation. But what he said to me was that what my light work did was showed him love. So this is a soul that in human form didn't experience a lot of love. And I know that because both the family and my wife, Jen, both experienced or felt what he felt in living. And what do I mean by that? Jen said that she got, there was a lot of death around him, a lot of like killings. Like he, he, I believe killed somebody. Um, My wife said that she would see images of, of gunfights. <clears throat> then the family also expressed something very similar where they would say, we felt his heaviness. We felt his sadness. And um, so when he came back and was talking to me from heaven and was saying to me, um, thank you for allowing me to feel love. And next, what he said to me was that Archangel Michael and Jesus. Now, this is so, so important, guys, to you here in this realm, still living, listening to this podcast. He said, Archangel Michael and Jesus never forced me to do anything. They allowed me, they were patient and loving with me. They never told me that I have to go right now. They simply waited for me. That is so, so profound, guys. Because when you think about it now, how often do we judge people that don't move when we want them to move, that don't think the way we want them to think at a given moment. And he said, Jesus and Archangel Michael were so loving and so accepting of who he was at that moment. This is a, this guys, this is a soul that was attacking a family and a kid. This kid was nine years old, petrified to go to sleep at night, petrified to go into his basement because of how scared he was of this ghost of this trapped soul. And he said, Archangel Michael and Jesus never, not one time tried to force him to do anything. They patiently waited for him to be accepting of the light. What the heck? If we don't learn from that right there, how important it is for us to be accepting of each other who don't think the way that we think, who don't do what we do, who might be lower in vibration, who might be mean and aggressive to other people, and yet we aren't accepting of them. Archangel Michael, we don't want to hang with those people, but we want to accept them for who they are and then step back and allow our love, our being to, to infiltrate them when it's meant to. He said, this spirit, this trapped soul, Wally, Wally said he was so grateful he said, all Archangel Michael and, and Jesus did was simply allowed me to feel that love. And eventually I was accepting of it. But they never forced their hand. They never told me that they that I needed to come right now. They simply were there. They let me feel their love. And he went over. Guys, we are two weeks, maybe three now, past that time where I worked with this family. And they have said 
their house is so peaceful. And obviously I reach out to them every week just to say, Hey, you, are you continuing to feel this? Yes, Chris, the house is so peaceful. Thank you for everything that you've done. Now, I'll give you another for instance. Now, that 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 story to me is just absolutely amazing and so profound on so many different levels. And it is something that we can learn from. I'll give you another one. There was now here. This is a fat. This next story is a family. And I apologize if I just like glanced over all of that. I feel like I, I might hopefully I got my point across. But this next one was a, a family that was dealing with an entity that was from downstairs. Now, this kid, he was eight, I think, eight years old. Um, Did not want to go out at night, did not want to sleep in his room. Um, Every morning would wake up with a puddle under his door. Now, there was no water or any water source that was obviously under his doorway his there was um there was a wooden floor uh that uh, no carpet in his bedroom or in the hallway that led to his that led to his um room however he would wake up every morning with a puddle of water between his doorway when he would go outside he would see dead people walking around with the injuries that they had sustained prior to their death or what caused their death. Um, he said at night he would hear growling and see red eyes coming out of his, um, his um, uh, closet. Petrified. This kid would not sleep by himself. He would go into his parents' room. After a year of these occurrences, his mother finally reached out to somebody, me, to help. And she said he would go to school. He didn't want to go out at night because of all everything that he saw was so scary. He said he would go to school and he would see his teacher, coincidentally, that year uh, passed away and he would see her in school. He would see his dead teacher in school, a spirit, a ghost of her. And she would wave to him like, like she was like, he was, you know, like she was still there. Crazy. Eight year old kid. Well, um, I never went to the house, never met the kid, uh, personally, but did work for them. And he didn't even know all the work that I was doing. And spent several weeks on this house. And now I got to the point where I was having so much happen. Um, and I was having a tough time getting getting this kid to a place where it was good, like to where he would go out, to where he would play with his friends and to where he would sleep in his room at night. Uh, it took me so long to get there. Um that I was, I, at first I was like skeptical, like, Ooh, are we going to be able to do this? But yeah, obviously you have to keep believing. And I did the light work. Um, and finally I started to, <clears throat> because when it takes so long, it's just like with the guy, Mike, when it takes so long for a spirit to go, you 
you begin to realize that they're holding on to something. Okay. That's part of the attachment. You know, what are they holding on to? <clears throat> and that's sometimes what you have to figure out as you're doing this light work and you're trying to help the spirit, you're coaxing them over. <clears throat> you almost want to figure out what it is they're holding on to and try to coax them off of it. So, but this, we were, we were dealing with, you know, something downstairs. So what I, but still they are holding on to an energy, you know? So I gave the mom, uh, um, a technique, actually a prayer that they could say every night together with the son, because what you want to start to do is you want to start to build your spiritual support team. And you want to start calling in as many ascendant masters, archangels, as you possibly can. And you want to ask them for help. You want to be specific. Ask them specifically what you're looking for. So we wanted this child to stop seeing all this low vibrational stuff. We wanted to, we also wanted to remove this entity, this low downstairs entity that was in the house. We wanted to move that, remove that from the house. <clears throat> so clearly in the process, this low vibrational entity was already in the house and was trying to get into the kit. And that's what we were trying to get to stop. So um, we had to be specific in what we wanted and specific in who we called and specific in the jobs that we wanted them to do. Specificity is very important here. Um, so, but, but again, there is no right or wrong. So that's important. And any way that you do it, as long as you're calling in God, you're doing it right. Calling in God, calling in a Senate masters, archangels, you're fine. So don't think that you, oh my gosh, I have to be so specific. I'm just saying specificity helps. That's it. But there is no right or wrong. So I gave this kid and his mother prayers that they could, and prayers are literally just stuff that I made up on my own from doing this work for so long. <clears throat> and I gave it to them and um, had them start to say it every night and then call in other beings a light of light to help them so um then in addition to that i started to do my work but because it was taking so long and again not that timing is a factor but you obviously i wanted to help this this kid so what i did was i started to work on other individuals within the household because I wanted to figure out, okay, what was this entity holding on to that was preventing it to move? Now, if you're dealing with down there, it's different than dealing with a trapped soul. This was an entity that was downstairs and it, and it's holding on the energy. So once we cleared a house and it's still having, we're still trying to um, get it to leave then you have to go into the different people. Okay, different people in the house. What's their energy like? So what I would do is start reading the energy of all the different people in the house, the father and the other brother. So it was mom, dad, son that was getting all this activity, and then another brother. And what I realized after I started to work on each of their energies was that they were holding on to dad. Dad was our key. 
So I say to mom and I could, I picked up on his energy so much. You could start to, I, I could pick out his personality and I don't even know him. So I go to mom and I say, okay, this is your husband. And she knows I never met him, but this is what this entity is holding on to. So remember, I told you specificity helps. So what I did then was gave them some specific, hey, ask specifically to help with his energy and clearing any attachments he has. And we did that. And that's what worked. So we cleared the house. We cleared the, the father's energy and, and, and his attachments. And bam, this son, the son is now can go outside. He sleeps in his own bedroom. And I've worked with that family. It was weeks, but still years later, this was probably two years ago. Um, two years later, we still will still reach out and just ask them how they're doing. And they are still reporting amazing results. Everything is good. They, the child has no fears. He is, um, uh, in school, he doesn't see his teacher anymore. He doesn't see the spirits of low vibration anymore, like the trap souls. He was seeing them. He doesn't see, um, uh, oh, that uh, the red eyes in his closet, all of that went away. And he is now living, quote unquote, normal life. Now, he's most likely going to have to deal with this again in life because he is so open. So he was obviously meant to experience that in this lifetime and have that experience uh, to where it all went away because he's meant to realize the power of love and light and what you can do with it, how much you can truly help people. So if, um, yeah, so he, he's, he's, he's all good now. What I will tell you guys is part of the reason on why I wanted to talk about this so much is because now I will tell you before I get into that, why I wanted to talk about this is when you do this work, it definitely does take its toll on you. You feel it, it's heavy and you do have to build yourself back up. So after, after this experience, this most recent experience, I'm still, Literally just this morning, I was having a conversation with my wife saying, I'm still trying to recoup from that where you feel low vibration for a long time. And it's a, it's a heavy wave. You go, you dip for a while. It's just something that you need to be aware of and you need to work through by continuously trying to build yourself back up, you know? So I try to go in the nature a lot. I do a lot of light work on myself and, and I feel myself getting better and improving, but it takes me a bit. And I just tell you that for your own information, but I encourage you all to do it. Now, when you're trying to get rid of a spirit and trying to coax them over, it's obviously important to be positive, think positively, be positive, know that it's going to be effective. Next, you want to be patient. Obviously, uh, that this most recent case, you learn that it's not about the timing. It's about just continually sending love. Next, you want to call in Archangel Michael Jesus and any other light being you can possibly think of that could help. Um, next, you want to send 
you want to send the energy itself love. I have another experience where another another kid, he was, I want to say five. He wasn't sleeping at night for two years straight, would not sleep in his bed. He was having a a down there entity uh, really, really try to get in there. And he was, that entity was trying to get into him. And what we did there was we sent that entity love. What is... What is the one thing that down there doesn't want? It doesn't want love. And when you send it love, you don't interact with it. And that is extremely important. You don't want to sit there and have conversations with it. So many people I talk to are like, oh, Chris, I, I don't want to get rid of the I don't want to get rid of the ghost because I love talking to it. I love it. It expresses itself to me or or it moves things in my house. You know, as long as it doesn't like scare me, I'm okay with that. No, that is you are still dealing with a trapped soul that is not able to reincarnate. It's not able to ascend. We are being selfish when we allow these souls to continue to be here, even if they're not bothering you. That is not the point. The point is you're not allowing that trapped soul to incarnate again and to ascend, to fulfill its true purpose, which is ascension and to become one with our creator, with God, with love, with light. We have got to get out of that mindset. I talked to so many people like that, so many, and I don't understand it. Um, So don't interact with it. Even if it's fine, you know, don't sit here and have conversations because you're only feeding it. You're only making it stronger. You're only making it want to stay here more. And your thoughts are so important. Obviously, we've discussed that. Last point here is everybody can do this work. Everyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Even if you just get rid of the spirit, help the spirit in your house. It doesn't matter if you go around over the country and help other people. As long as you help the one that is trapped in your house or with you, you coax that away up into heaven, you're good. You don't have to be some kind of, you know, spiritual ghost whisperer where you're helping all of them cross over. You know, we all have our own calling. And if that's not yours, fine, that's fine. But definitely help the one that's in your location. So with that, um, if you guys ever have any questions about how I like I developed my own method of getting helping spirits cross over. Some of them are very easy, like the one in the attic for the the, the couple, Mike and his wife. Um, that one was easy. That one was took me took a couple minutes and and he went over. Some of them take me a long time or take that soul a long time. And some of them are from down there. And really, the only thing you could do there is, um, you know, get it out of the house and then help build the family. So but if you guys ever have questions about how the methods that I use and, you know, what 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 I've developed to help these souls, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I will help you uh, if you feel like this is your calling, help you develop either your own methods or give you my methods that I use. I I don't care. We need to help these souls though. It's, it's important and it's effective 
and it is very helpful to that soul. So with that, thank you all so much for joining me today. Oh, actually, so sorry. Let me channel. I am so sorry about that, guys. I totally forgot at first. Give me a moment. Grateful we are, my children, for all these opportunities of connection. Beautiful they are. We tell you now that trapped souls are a matter of factuality in this realm. And trapped souls are hinged to this world, to this realm. But to stay here, to remain here, they should not. They shall not. And we encourage all that are capable of helping to step forward to allow them to help. And we are grateful for this. Trap souls, as discussed, are not reincarnating or moving on, growing. But what they are doing is allowing for low vibrational energies and entities from down there to hold on to them. And this is not helpful. Once a trapped soul is held on to by a low down, a low vibrational entity down there, there is too much growth that is not necessarily capable and too much energy that is being fed to low vibration that is causing even more devastation in this realm. We are encouraging all human souls that are trapped in this world to cross over at this time and we speak to them at this moment now heed your calling to move into the light and allow for your love to be regained once again within the loving arms of the light your purpose your intention is not to remain in this realm to be held on to or privied to such energies but rather to incarnate again back into the heavenly realm into your original form into your original location of creation which is the heavenly realm into light you are being called now to step forward and acknowledge who you are on a soul level and allow for all these souls that you inhabit to be released and thus allowed back into heaven so that you may regain your position within the heavenly realm and your divine life's blueprint, your divine soul's blueprint. And we are grateful for that. Be one with your self and your own light within yourself so that this soul may be released. And we are grateful for that. Find the peace and presence within the light, within this realm, and you will find your way. You will be grateful and filled with love and gratitude as you move into the heavenly realm, and we are grateful for this. We speak to all those that are trapped in this realm, as you can hear us now. We speak to you, call to you now over these radio waves. Please come into the heavenly realm and be one with us allow for your soul to reincarnate once again and fulfill your purpose of being loving light peaceful and we are grateful stay true to the loving light within you all and be one 
with yourself as you call into the heavenly realm again. Do not fear that which is not heard or soul or felt. Call into the heavenly realm and to the creator to allow for his light love to be felt and for their presence to be used as a propel propulsion into the heavenly realm and be one with us once again. We are grateful for you all and say to you now, heed our calling, come forth, my children, into your place of heaven and be one with us. Thank you all. Go in peace. All right. Thank you all so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you have any questions, if you want any tips on uh, methods that I use, please don't hesitate to reach out. And I am grateful. Thank you. Take care and enjoy your day.